Hello, everyone, and welcome to the table, where now, as always, there can be only one. God. You asked for it, so you got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. I'll, I'll... Yep. Okay. I mean, for Ugh. shame on anybody who doesn't understand immediately what we're going to be talking about now. For shame on you, At least in you, some Aaron. general. For shame on you, specifically. You brought this on us. particular one. I mean, well, we I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know if he about brought it. In some level, at no matter what. I don't, I don't know if he brought this on us. You wanted to do a bad movie review, and... <laughs> one thing led to another, and now I'm, here we I'm, are. I'm, look, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of the both of you. The both of you did this number. I'll be real. No, he said something about Highlander 2. And... He said. We're reviewing the source. Listeners, we're, we're reviewing Highlander the Source, and this is Aaron's fault because Aaron chose the movie. I'm blaming him. <laughs> hey, my, my, my choices were either Highlander 2 or Highlander the Source, which I hadn't seen, and I realized I had seen Highlander 2, but obviously I had blocked out most of it so much that I didn't really remember <laughs> it, except for the porcupine face people. That was, I remembered them. That which by the by the by, screw you, Aaron. Highlander two Renegade versions free on Prime. I could have watched that. You maybe watched the source. You go to hell. <laughs> I watched both of them, so I don't know what you're complaining about. Yeah, like that's why I'm not. I'm not <laughs> He's like, I, I put myself through twice as much hell. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched this thing twice this week. Now I was literally going through it again because John's like, yep. I got notes, basically, and I'm like... Oh, yeah, dude, no. You got notes. I got a whole fucking three-page review. <laughs> oh, I mean... Because I, I sat with the laptop in the lap while the movie was going and spent more time typing than actually watching the movie. <laughs> the same I mean, thing, but I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm just sentences, things to bring up, yeah, things that I'd watch exactly. and notice. That's what I, that's, notes, here, actual here. fucking notes. <laughs> Literally. Uh, I, this was it. I had so I much I had so much shit to talk on this movie that it, I, I basically wrote up a synopsis. Because I knew I neither of you were going to do it. If I'd have well, told you, you to do it, Aaron, a synopsis. If I'd have told goodness, you to do man. it, Aaron, you'd have gone through the fucking crib notes on Wikipedia and been like, I'm just going to read this. Well, because yeah, it's already okay it. an abridged version of what's going to happen. I mean, covers a lot of it. You can get a little too detailed in your synopsis, man. It, to the sin- point where, like, I don't need to watch the movie because you told me exactly what's going to happen the entire time. Two things. One, the word is synopses. Synopsis. Two, if I'm too detailed in my synopsis and it means you're not having to watch this movie, then I'm doing our listeners a favor. <laughs> no, you're doing them a disservice because they should be watching the movie. It's so <laughs> bad. It's so bad. All right, so before we get... Too far into this initial thoughts on Highlander the Source. Um, we didn't really go over it, but my name's Aaron. Um, we have my co-hosts here are John and Mike. Yo. Mike's muted. Give him a second. Buenos dias. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, I think we already know what your what your where your initial thoughts or initial okay. feelings on the no, movie no. are. Hold on, let me let me be clear here. Instead of me just shitting on the movie and saying it's bad, okay, it's bad, but it's bad for several reasons that I I don't understand. the um, The effects are kind of horrible, but considering that the movie was made for TV originally and it was straight to DVD or whatever. I'm willing to let some of that slide. I say some 
because there are certain effects or certain things that they do that go from the realm of being made for TV movie bad to like just bad. <laughs> okay, so quick, did you not like the movie? There are parts of it I didn't hate. Okay, so you were... <laughs> that doesn't were, translate to, I liked it. It just means there were parts of it I didn't hate. There, so, you were, uh, overall, you didn't like the movie, but there were certain parts that you were indifferent to. Yeah, there you go. Fair I, enough. I will admit, I do have a favorite part of the whole movie. John, do you have at least a favorite part of the whole movie? Um, you know, I honestly can't say. I think that I've, follows through with indifferent. <laughs> I just spent the whole mo- I spent the whole movie confused because I only had half of an idea what was going on, and I'm a Highlander fan. Like I've watched every film. And you have, have you watched the TV the, show? Chunks of it. I haven't seen all of it. I was gonna watch I, it when they had it on Hulu, but they took it off the I'm, air, and I can't. See I'm the it one anymore. that I'm the one that went through the whole TV series. I watched it when I was a kid because I used to watch it. Um, like my dad and I would sit down and I'd watch Highlander, and then after Highlander, Renegade would come on and he'd watch Renegade. Well, I liked Highlander because I like sword fights. Those were some pretty reasonable choreographs. I'll admit that. Oh, well, that's the only the only real positive thing I have to say about the film is that the the sword fighting scenes, the fight scenes in them, are not poorly choreographed. But I mean. It's poorly shot. The backgrounds are weird. The plot makes no sense. The effects are garbage. Like, I could go on. <laughs> okay, where, where's and then where's Mike? My, I think where's where's my where you're my pen. I got to mark off. CG effects are garbage. John already went there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, will put this. I did put thumb notes. The quickening was just a joke. The way that worked out was just atrocious. Uh, the fact that he felt the need to call it out, like, you know, if you're watching Highlander the Source, it's safe to assume that you've seen at least one other Highlander film. So you should know what the quickening is. It, it, the bad guy you, was especially bad in this one. Um, I, I, you know, I, let's digress. I think the part of it also was like, did you see the parts when the Guardian was like singing the Highlander, you know, the Who Wants yeah. to Live Forever song? I thought that was... Um, really Fred, out of place. Freddie Mercury is rolling in his grave. Um, not just for the Guardian's lines, but for the horrible Queen covers throughout the film. Uh, I'm I'm gonna bring up one point right now that would have probably made this movie about thirty times better. It is the first fight you see the Guardian in? If he did not have his neck guard on, he would have died. Yeah, he would have lost immediately. You mean that thing that made him look like the reverse pyramid head? Yes. I refer to it as a uh, like a BDSM collar, because regardless, regardless, the first immortal he comes across hit him in the neck three times. If he didn't have that on, he'd be dead. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, they had to justify the it somehow. That he could move that fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had to justify the weird fucking BDSM collar somehow. And as to your point about um. The whole, you know, the guy calling out the quickening is like, well, this isn't the first, you know, Highlander movie that these people that people have probably seen. Why yeah, are we getting no. another introduction to how immortals work? Yeah, at the beginning um, of the movie, because it's it's important to the plot, specifically the line about immortals not being able to have children, which was only ever treated as a footnote in okay. in any of the Highlander films. Well, but, but in the TV show it came up more. And that's that's part of it is 
like when I first saw the movie, I was I was lost for a little bit in like where is this fitting in the canon with the rest of the stuff, and then when the Watcher showed up, and I'm like, oh, this is part of the TV series because the Watchers weren't in any of the Highlander movies, I don't think. Endgame. It was in one of them. But, but Endgame the also specifically does kind was... of marry the film franchise and the TV franchise. So. Okay. so I thought I thought that's where this was coming from, is this is a movie that is based off of primarily the TV show instead of the movies. Well, if I'm not mistaken, it was a made-for-TV film. Like It was a, it was a sci-fi movie originally. And that that's where I see a lot of... Because uh, when I watched it, I felt like it was all right. I mean, in the vein of... This feels like the TV show. I mean, I don't remember a lot of the TV show. It's been a long time since I watched it. But when I watched this, I had a very definite vibe that this felt like the TV show. Like just an extra long episode. With maybe like soup steaks because I don't think they ever did anything that drastic in, it, in the TV show. It was, it was really weird. There's a lot of weird things about this movie. That's an understatement. So I'm going on the, the things of weird here. First fight we see the Guardian in. I mean, I've already said he, he should have died. Regardless, mm. he has no sword. He rips off yeah. a guard's head, which had no need to do. I mean, other than, you know, making him look like a fucking nutcase, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I like Yeah, but besides making him look like a, just a straight out, just I don't give a shit, I'm going to kill everybody. But the point is, if he can move as fast as he is, and he took the stairs. What the hell was the point in killing the guard? But that's well, not the reason I'm here. The reason I'm here is after he, it, kill, after he kills my man, he leaves his sword in, inside there, and he goes to fight Duncan. Literally moments later. He has with a, a big-ass sword. sword. Where the fuck's yeah. he get a sword? Did he just pull that out of his leg? No. He's not wearing magic collar thing the magic reverse pyramid head collar thing is gone after that and yeah for what why it's didn't worth, he just keep that on for what it's worth i will give him this there is one line the guardian says that i think is genuinely cool all right um right before he takes fucking lubu fang zen's fucking head he replaces the there can be only one line with there can be only me and i went that's pretty cool. I'll take that. This is our villain, and that's a, a villainous fucking line. I will take that as a villainous line. That works. That wasn't bad. And I, yeah, I did, I did like the wordplay there. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like yeah, there was a lot of weird cutaway shots in the movie. Like, yeah. the way that they transitioned from scene to scene felt especially jarring. I think what you mean to say is a commercial break goes here. I think that's I think that's probably I mean, it what very it was. Well could have been, yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was. Is commercial break goes here. Fade to black commercial break. Yeah. Um and then like the when I when it first introduced the three other dudes, I didn't realize at first that they were immortals as well. So there the wasn't only one I knew was Mythos. And the only reason but, I knew that was because I had read the Highlander Wikipedia article. So yeah, and I think they were all introduced in the TV series as well. Yes, yeah, as far as I know. Although something was up with like the Cardinals in the like the in the video scenes, it looked mm-hmm. like he was in like the Vatican or something. But it also looked like CGI as hell. <laughs> oh. 
CGI reference number two? No, you froze again. <laughs> oh, in a weird scene. So, no, no, no. Another, another derp face there? Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> anyway. You'll see it on the Facebook page, guys. Probably. Uh, so, what I don't understand is how these two, by these two, I mean Duncan and what's her fucking name? Because I didn't even bother to learn this woman's name. Anna. Sure. Which is another there? character from the TV show, I think. No. No? Well, I mean, because like somewhere the, this relationship had to have ex- existed somewhere. I figure they pulled it just out from the TV show, but maybe if not. Let, if you'd let me read my synopsis, I could, you know, give you the whole thing. But hmm. no, <laughs> we don't need a synopsis. Oh, let us let us finish the couple bullets we've got, and then you can synopsis all you want, all over the place. Oh, because I wrote this whole thing. If I don't get to read it on the podcast, I'm gonna post it in the channel for y'all to read. Because I wrote it. And fucking, if I wrote it, you're going to read it. <laughs> yeah, I, it sounds like I'm going to have a very nice description posted here for anybody listening. Please read it. God, he's not going to let this go. But no, they, they get married. It's all lovey-dovey. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. How does she admit to loving this guy, marrying this guy? She figures out he's immortal, can't have kids, and then just walks the fuck away. Just steps. Yep. Yep. Hey, it depends no, no on kids. when she found oh, out that... Like- you well, gave him the on... fucking ring back. How how does that work? Hey, you know what? You're you're we're married. You know, no, you can't have kids. Here's the ring. Get the fuck out of here. Like, come on, fuck. I mean, it depends on when when she found out, right? If she was going into that in that entire situation and knew the whole time, then that's a pretty big dick move. But if he didn't mention that he couldn't have kids until like she finds out that he's immortal until after they're married, that's more a dick move on his part. He didn't territory when you explain to someone that you're immortal, you kind of give them the whole spiel that you were given when you realized you were immortal by Sean Connery. (laughs) Uh. I do have one major question that I do not have an answer for. Maybe John does. Okay. In the fourth circle of fucking Tartarus is causing the collapse of this world. You know, I. There's no fucking explanation. The collapse of the world. I want to have an answer for you. I really do. But I have no fucking earthly idea what's going on in this movie. At all. (laughs) No. On on top of the destruction of the world, the only person that sees any kind of destruction is McCloud. You got Mythos, you got Giovanni, and little fucking what's-his-nuts. All three of them, whatever, all three of them walk out of buildings, there's no fire, there's no brimstone. they walk Relative. out of perfectly good goddamn buildings like they're nothing. Well, they Relative did have the one reference to, like, the cannibal biker Giovanni gang. got in a oh, fucking God. Jaguar. <laughs> Ethos is driving a fucking Ducati. Like, come on. <laughs> These guys aren't strapped. They're using technology that is far beyond what we have currently. Now, I, w- I will say that he gave up trying to hide amongst mortals, though, because Mythos is not only riding a Ducati, but he's got a sword across his back the whole time. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, it doesn't really matter, because, I mean... He's one just like, yeah, whatever. Street ...with a sword on his back at one point, like, at the beginning of the movie, that's what we see. Just booking down the street with a sword. Well, I mean, yeah. being stabbed and raped the in the whole... streets. I don't think people would give a shit about a sword. Yeah, by the, that could be explained with the whole society is broken down, so... yeah. Who the fuck cares anyway. if the guy's running down the street with a sword? But you don't see a lot of physical ever... evidence that, except for, I mean, most forts don't have a cannibal biker gang in them. 
Which is why they're on a specific island, which I don't know why you would be a biker group on an island surrounded by boats and still be on the island. Was it an island that it ended? Yeah, on? It was it was oh, an island because that's where the the planetary equinox is or whatever well, that points to where the source is supposed to be or something. It's just it's such a weird scenario. It really is. I mean, like I said, if if you're a cannibalistic biker gang, the hell are you on an island? Very limited. Yeah, that's food. probably bad. Kind of a poor decision. Unless maybe the island has has a lot of traffic, uh, for whatever reason. Maybe something about it being so close to the source also affects regular humans in a way that makes it more common for them to want to visit or something. Or maybe when they do visit, they go bug nuts crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to reason why you have cannibal (laughs) bikers on this weird island that supposedly is where the source is, then okay, I'll take it. Proximity to the source drives mortals crazy, and they start eating people and shit. I'll take that. Sure, whatever. I like the bug I, nuts idea. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take. I'll take that. What I really think. What I really think is that they needed an enemy that wasn't the guardian. Oh, they for need, sure. <laughs> they needed some like mob for for Duncan and crew to fight, and I think that they kind of had like a weird with with no explanation for it other than society's collapsed in spite of the fact that society still looks pretty well together um you know three out of four views yeah (laughs) except for this one spot where the fucking world is on fire apparently um and they never really tell you where that is like somewhere in eastern europe and eastern europe's on fire what else is new like have you been to romania no (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry, listeners from Romania. <laughs> uh, I'm just Romania is more than Dracula. Anybody, but that's all I know about from it. Romania. His email address is. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I'll take the hate mail. I'll soak the hate mail up. I'll soak it up, like Dracula used to do with the blood of his victims. <laughs> oh, and that was about the time when um they talk of when they get to the chained mortal. And they start talking to him, and he tells them about the time that they went to the source. What was with that, like, desert that looks like a like Mars thing? By the by is nowhere near any island anywhere. But, I mean, it also... We're Maybe the also source led to believe, we're, Well, we're also led to believe that the source only comes around when this planetary equinox happens. It's happened a couple of times. So this could have been, you know... Hundreds of thousands of years ago. He mentions that it was before the time, before any of them were born. Long before yeah. any of them were born. So that means this dude's older than Mythos. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Down. Significantly. But we no, find yeah, out that... Like... Well, let's like him and, him and a troop of like three or four other immortals. I forget how many. I think it was like seven of them um, in total. They were, they were on their way to the source. And... As immortals do, when immortals fight, they take heads, so the number goes down. Yeah, I think it ended with three. And apparently the closer you get to the source, like, the weaker you become, like, you become mortal, and so on and so forth. They get get to the source, there's three of them left, and this guardian. The guardian kills one of them. While he's fighting the other one, Dude number three, who is our chained immortal who looks like a fucking slug married to a wall. I don't know. It's weird as shit. 
he tries to go for the source without facing the guardian and is cursed. And, is and like, the, and the person that was fighting the guardian gets cursed too. Both of the remaining survivors get cursed. One of them becomes the new guardian and the other one gets slug slugified. Yeah. Which well, whatever it was, that's just it. Like if that's the case, the woman that walked to the source obviously didn't fight the guardian. No, but no, she's, she's also, a conduit. Just but like she's also mortal. Like, yeah, she's the conduit like uh, Anna is in this 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 iteration. Yeah, certainly hope so because uh, well, she was there. She was already behind the shield, so she yeah, she's the conduit. At least from what we see from the scene later with Anna, that that's kind of how that works. Mm. Mm. But I mean, yeah, we we. We follow Anna around to this island with this cannibal biker gang, you know, which I think is weird, by the way, by the by. Yeah. And um, there's like a weird montage. Duncan's sword gets broken and gets replaced with these big fucking knives, which did they oh, show was back in the. That was the there was the montage, which I thought was kind of yeah. weird to just stick in the middle there. They're doing the um, they're doing the song. And at the same time they're doing the song, it's like a montage of them like killing and getting ready to go kill. And then, yeah. What they were doing, like, was the montage them killing cannibals or like what? No, that was before. Before they even got to the island, I think, they were like at the docks. And yeah. just after the docks um, the was first, the montage. The first time they fought the cannibals. Were those, those weren't cannibals. Yes, it was. Because the original guy that was trying to light the dude in the tires is the guy that you see later on. Oh, it's the same tattoo. Okay. Like he's got flame tattoos on the side of his friggin' head. <laughs> Mike's like, I'm not gonna miss that shit. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that could be then. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I just I knew it was a group of enemies that they fought, but I thought it was the cannibals. Were just yeah, just first introduced with the whole. Because why would they fall for for some weird trap there if they'd fought the same enemies before? Yeah. By by, by the by. By the by, they fall for the most obvious trap in the history of obvious traps. Now, there are five people in this car, four of whom have a combined total experience of several thousand years, and they fall for the most obvious trap in the history of obvious traps. I could have said trap. <laughs> That's the only way it could have been worse. Well, but I mean, there wasn't really, I mean, some kind. sometimes, even if you know it's a trap, you still got to go forward. I mean, what I mean, else they, are they going to do? Well, we're, it's trapped. Let's just turn around and say, screw it. <laughs> they pull They pull up and the whole time I'm like, well, somebody call Admiral Akbar because it's a trap. <laughs> it was like, I mean, they, maybe they knew that it was a trap and they might have mentioned hurt. something like that. Hurt. But it, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that they have to move you forward. Move forward, but they can move forward without cutting the yeah. obvious trap bait guy down off the obvious trap. They could just, you know, make like a circle and go round. <sighs> but of course, because Duncan is, you know, Mr. Pure. Or they could, they could have easily just, I don't know, detoured around the first set of wrecked cars between a couple of trees that you could obviously see on the right people were already doing. Make like a circle and go round. The um the death of the uh, the watcher guy. Yeah, Joe's death was kind of kind of shitty. I mean, kind of well, it was cheesy too, right? I mean, the whole you know, 
not dying until he gets everything that he needs to say out, but also talking really slow with a bunch of pauses. And the word cheesy is like the key word when describing this film. This film has so much cheese, all it needs is some macaroni, and it'll be delicious. It's just... Now with twice your helping of cheese. It, no, your this, daily helping of cheese. And don't, and don't get me wrong. I love cheesy action films. I do. I have nothing but love for them. But this is just... This is... Uh, it's, uh, it hurts my this, brain. This <laughs> makes a government block of cheese look very, very weak. That's some good-ass cheese. Yeah, you can make some hella good nachos with government cheese. <laughs> I'm going to live in a van down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we got plenty of time living in a van down by the river when you're living in a van down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they fall for the obvious trap, right? And they end up captured by the cannibals who are riding dirt bikes. You said biker gang, but they're like, it's like dirt bikes. A biker gang, I would think like Harley's. Like road no. cruisers, you can ride those, and you can ride those in them areas, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab you. Good. I'm gonna stab you in the eye just a little bit harder. One of them was riding a fucking horse, and they're eating people. Several yeah. of them are riding horses. Yeah, I'm they guessing their bikes ran out of one. gas. Um, <laughs> uh, I think they were just trying to show that it's post-apocalyptic in some what fashion that you know not everybody was able to have a vehicle, and so back to horses. With post-apocalyptic i really will but this film fails to sell me on post-apocalyptic okay they say it's post-apocalyptic so you have to take it on what it said yeah no (laughs) that's what i can assume you take it on faith sure but visually i'm not buying it okay so i can kind of see where they spent all of their money for the the budget for this Mm. was getting the actors I think that's probably it. I'm not, I mean, because they and weren't then, uh, very popular actors. No, getting the actors and then making Duncan's beginning story look like the trashiest place since Jersey. Like, oh my God, right? <laughs> so I'm um, sorry. I don't, I don't know where all the money went, honestly. Because, I, I mean, these are just TV, TV show actors. I mean, they get that. They're not yeah, but, paid that well. <laughs> but Adrian Paul is kind of a big deal in the Highlander community. Yep. So, like, if he if they were you want to get him movie. to do this movie, they need it's Adrian Paul, and Adrian Paul is going to ask for whatever he thinks he can get. Um, I I can only assume that there was a, a contract negotiation that ended in Adrian Paul getting paid ludicrous amounts of money. Potentially, I guess. I think more so on the set set dressing for the first scene, and I think the that set- was the feel that they wanted to go for the rest of the movie, but they ran out of both time and money. And had they been able to do that for the whole film, I would have bought that it was a post-apocalypse. I would have bought that then because that place looked like hell on earth. I'm well, not going to lie. Makes sense that, yeah, I mean, it would definitely be more relatable that it's post-apocalyptic, but they, they still said it. So whether or not it looks like it, it still is. I mean, just I because mean, it doesn't look like it, it doesn't mean that, that, that it disregards what they said that the movie's about. 
Well, I'm not arguing that the movie is not set in a post-apocalyptic world. What I'm saying, like, what like I'm what saying is that film is a visual medium, right? It's not like if I if I write a story and I say the story is based in post-apocalypse, then that gives you a painting you a lot to work with. Yeah. yeah. You fill in a lot of the blanks yourself. But with film, it's a visual medium. So if you tell me a film is set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland and then you don't visually provide a post-apocalyptic wasteland, then it takes me out of the film. And I'm now... Like, where's my apocalypse? If you'd have told me that Mad Max Fury Road was based in a post-apocalyptic wasteland and then put it in, like, New Jersey. Well, there'd be no change there, right? (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, if we're going to just go ahead and, you know, bash on New Jersey there. I mean, I I did softball it in. But what I was trying to say was (laughs) Mad Max obviously takes place in the outback. Anybody in Jersey. No offense to anybody living in Jersey. Except for those people on the Jersey Shore. Fuck you, idiots. <laughs> I can't hate that. But no, uh, I, I the reason I threw that one out there is because one of my favorite YouTubers does it all the time, Glock9. Uh, for sure, for sure. And he plays he plays Seven Days to Die. And anytime he goes through like the destroyed wasteland where there's landmines hidden around, he calls mm. that Jersey. Okay, that, that's funny. Oh, I'm, I just you know, key it up there. Ha, no, ha, but I mean... Yeah. Back to what I was saying, I'm not trying to argue that the film is not set in a post-apocalypse because, like, that's what they say. I agree with you there. If they say that, then you kind of have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Sure. But, and I'm, it's also not going to be dark all the time. So everything can't be constantly black and flames being your only light source of shit. Like, I get that. You got to light scenes well. But the only scenes that's, like, you never see a blue sky in the entire movie. It's all, it's like permanently overcast. It's like they chose the shittiest weather to film in. <laughs> I mean, that was probably a design decision to help underscore apocalyptic help conditions, the, the bleak kind of situation that the film yeah. was. Um, but I mean, like, I just, I, I'm, it's not selling me on the whole post-apocalypse thing. And you can argue with me about that all you want, but that's just where I sit with the whole thing. Yeah. So... The you mentioned before that you liked the fight scenes with the swords. Yeah, I gotta yeah. say the last fight was just janky as fuck. <laughs> Again, I feel like we need to clarify something. You said it. You said it yourself. I like the fights with the swords. They they use swords, no, but they those were also are like speedy. <laughs> Well, one of those, them used a sword. Those are big ass shitty knives, and they the look Guardian super fake. The Guardian used a sword. Yeah, technically, I, I I could honestly go with those being two short swords. Size wise, that's probably about accurate. Well, they're they're in the range of long knives to sh- short swords. There's kind yeah. of some confusion. They overlap there. So, do you know what they remind me of? Um, I don't know if you guys like Mike might know this. I don't know if Aaron does, but do you remember the um, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance games? Deadly Alliance through Deception into Armageddon. You remember how every character had a weapon? They remind me of yeah. Kano's big ass knives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the ones I'm thinking of? Yeah, because technically that those were just big ass combat knives that were like machetes. Yeah. Like a fucking it's like yeah. a Rambo knife on steroids. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean like, here's the thing, okay? 
So Duncan has knives because he whips his sword through the Guardian's throat. The Guardian pulls the sword out of his neck, breaks it in two, and then stabs and kills Joe with the blade. All right, I'll take that. This shit happens in Highlander films, sure. It's not the first time that one of the McLeod's weapons has been broken. Matter of fact, if you go back to Highlander The Final Dimension, Connor's sword is shattered when he, un- when he mistakenly fights on holy ground. And on the subject of the holy ground thing, by the by, the by does anyone else more than a little offended that the Guardian just kind of flouts all the rules of the game? Like he fights on holy ground and we he's didn't not fight on holy ground at all. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he killed Joe on there. holy ground. Well, that was outside of the church. No, it was like in the graveyard. No, he, he actively which said is he also is consecrated. Do you, do you really think churches don't consecrate their graveyards? Um, maybe this one didn't. Cemeteries are still considered holy ground, Aaron. I mean, only if they consecrated it. <laughs> he, he actively yelled that he didn't care. Lord, oh, give I'm, me the I, strength. <laughs> I know that there was an instance where he was talking and he'd mentioned, you can't fight me, this is on holy ground, and that he didn't care, but they also left that area where holy ground was. And then they went to the, the graveyard and then fought there. Anyway, either way, Duncan's sword gets shattered. All right, I'll take that. I'll buy that. And Joe dies. And that's, you know, sad, sure, because Joe is an important character in the show and we've grown to love him over the years, whatever. I'm not going to argue that Duncan's sword shouldn't have gotten broken. What I will argue is why the fuck did Duncan bury his sword with Joe? Are you really going to tell me that there's nowhere he could have fixed it? Like, in seriously? post-apocalyptic uh, world, maybe In a not. post-apocalyptic world chock full of immortals where everyone's got a blade of some kind, there's no fucking bladesmiths anywhere on Earth. Even if there weren't, fucking, he, he took Connor's head. So he has all of Connor's abilities, and Connor remade his own goddamn sword. So all he really would have needed is the metal. And realistically, he could have melted down the blade he already had. So maybe it was for a more for a touching scene than it was for anything else. I mean, he could have remade the sword, but he wanted to leave it with the Watcher. There are two reasons that I think they did it. One, it's poetic symbolism. Duncan said he was done. I'll take that. Two, it's an excuse to use those shitty fucking knives. Well, I don't know if they really needed an excuse. I mean, they could have done whatever they wanted to, to to come up with why they needed to use them. I mean, why did they particularly want to go that route anyway? Oh, and by the by, on the subject of Duncan and Connor, BT-dub, right? This film takes place after Highlander Endgame, and Duncan has defeated Connor. He's taken Connor's head. Which means he should have Connor's sword as well. So even if his sword is broken, he still has another sword. Which belonged to Connor, and previously it belonged to Ramirez. Okay, so, so John... Well, he only ever had one sword on him, so that sword's probably in his secret lair or whatever. <clears throat> so Highlander lair. On these, these big-ass knives, as you, keep, as you keep referring to them, they're called butterfly knives. 
Them. I just looked it up. Yeah, that sounds familiar. They're butterfly knives or swords, whichever one you want to say it, but that's what they're specifically called. I'm, I'm looking at movie props. That's what they're described as. Butterfly knives. Don't make me go get my butterfly knife and show you what a butterfly knife is. Don't be a bitch, John. Well, that's a different kind of thing. That's Especially more towards it's not actually the, called that's... a butterfly knife. It's a ballast song. It's a Filipino knife. But well, that's more towards <laughs> the action of how it's how it extends and retracts, even though it's not extending and retracting. How it yeah. opens how... and closes. Yeah, I was trying to find something else. Okay, so what but else it, was there? But anyhow, oh, we're, so at, yeah, we're, we're the... talking about the janky fight scene at the uh, end. Yeah. And it is it, a fight scene. Yeah. I mean, Sword versus butterfly swords, or knives, however you want to go out. What have you, yeah. But it was just the whole sped up thing was... I'm not a fan. I didn't... I told, I've already it's, said the CG for this movie is a joke. It's not super visually appealing, no. I'll, I'll take it because the Guardian's been doing it throughout the whole of the film, right? And with Duncan being in such close proximity to the source, apparently he can draw on its power. So he's able to do a lot of the same shit the Guardian can do. Which All is right, weird cool. in the fact that, though, that like it's supposed to weaken you until you get right next to it, and then you get super strong. Well, I mean, maybe they wanted to, to fight on even ground or whatever. You know, who knows how the cosmic fucking powers that do I was, run this game. <laughs> I was kind of thinking it was on the lines of, like, it, this, that, that process is how the new Guardian gets chosen. If you fail, if you don't successfully pass the Source's test, then what happens there is you become yeah. a new Guardian and you keep those Source powers, which is what okay. the old Guardian has. Yeah, may I point out mm. one flaw with this whole thing? Mm. Last time this occurred, there were two Immortals at the end. And the catchphrase for this whole series is what? There can be only one. So when you defeat the Guardian... You should be the only remaining immortal standing. But the mm. thing is, is that everybody got it wrong. The only, there can only be one Highlander or a mortal baby is what it actually is. Yes, listeners, the whole <laughs> point behind the source was letting Duncan have a kid. That was the so whole fucking plot of the movie. The source, <laughs> Duncan's magical baby maker. Right. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. If he lives long enough, he can have another one, bitches. <laughs> well, they couldn't have called it Highlander the Seed. <laughs> oh, gosh. They could have. Could have. Let's be uh, real, they could have. No, here's, here's my thing. We don't know where all this sets in in the real, the real uh, reality of fucking Highlander movies. Honestly, I'm just going to put it up to a fucking crash in their matrix for all we know because there this makes no goddamn sense no, there's, i mean canonically it'd have to be the last movie that was made yes you would th you, canonically speaking it would be the final movie the final anything in highlander as a series because you're meant to believe that it's the tail end of everything and once the source is given over to duncan who by the by the whole test is kill the guardian or not kill the guardian by the by that's the whole the whole fucking test. At well, the part of, of that movie. test also is to be strong enough to survive the guardian too, because you can't you can't choose to not kill him or kill him if you're losing the fight. Yeah, if you can't defeat him, sure, I'll give you that. But 
the whole fucking argument, it's, it's, and I say this as a writer who knows these plot cliches very well. It's an extremely cliched plot. I won't become you. I'm not a murderer. Walk away. And then the bad guy just vanishes. <laughs> yeah. The only way to win was to not fight. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? and then the whole no, drilling the, no. the bad guy into yeah. the ground because you I've just like it. sped round him or something. Yeah. Uh, I've got it. The only way to win is to lose. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, one. It's like, yeah, it's like in that case, like all of them, won. <laughs> like, like yeah. all the other immortals won at that point. Um, you know, if, if this is the ultimate end to the game, if I were to find myself immortal, I would just take my own head. Like, if, if you, that, well, I mean, because the end of the game the wasn't the game, then I'm just done. I'm done. Count me out. <laughs> the ultimate end of the game is to to have a kid. I mean, it's specifically that Duncan will have a kid, but really, that it just meant that someone would have a kid is the end of the game. That's why I say there can only be one. Is now, here's, only here's one my kid. question. Here's my one question. Is that baby going to be immortal or mortal? I would think immortal. I you mean, know, it's got to be. There's got to be something special about it because there's only it one. Ha- it, no, it'd have to be mortal. That's my choice because that's the only way that McLeod name would continue. Well, that on is that, really what he's been pushing. On that subject, right? Okay, let's just say hypothetically the baby is immortal. The way immortals work in Highlander and in, in Highlander the series, at least. I mean, I think in in the films as well. Is that a, yeah. an immortal is born mortal, and they grow up and they their live first a life. death is but when they become immortal. If they if they die a violent death, oh, was it specifically violent? Oh. Yes, yeah. Some it if was a traumatizing or violent. If they die a violent death, they are then immortal and they cease aging at that point. Now, let's just say that the kid's immortal. Right in the same way that Duncan and Connor and everybody else is immortal. Duncan knows this through the quickening. He can sense that the child's immortal. Does he allow the child to grow to a certain age and then brutally murder his own son or daughter? I don't want to assume. You know, just to make the kid immortal? Or does, you know, does he just let it go? And what what's the baby supposed to be? If he's the, the only child of an immortal ever, does that mean he's like the second coming of Jesus? I keep saying he. I don't want to assume gender. Could be an it for all I know. They. They, they, them. they, them. they them pronouns. Uh, you get what I'm saying. Or schlur. I will say. <laughs> for your Futurama fans. <laughs> for our Futurama references there. Why not? Love, so, that's I mean, I, I get my, where Mike was coming there because, yeah, I mean, if, if the kid is another immortal or another immortal to be, that, I mean, that's it. Like, that, there's nothing else to it. Um, but if it is a never growing, immortal, never dying baby, that would suck. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> if, the, if it just comes straight out immortal, then yeah. Oh, dude, that'd be an immortal baby. <laughs> permanent, <laughs> permanent infant. Well, that's Permanent what I mean. Swaddled infant that's not even like you know able to we hold know. their head up. <laughs> that would be that would terrible. be horrible. I mean, think about how terrible. I mean, I, look, I'm going to hell for making this comment, so let me do it. <laughs> okay. Imagine baby born. Doctor says, "Hey." Doctor says, "Oops." 
Suddenly the baby is dead. Is does that count? Is that violent? Because he just uh, dropped it. I mean, uh, you're now having an immortal uh, baby. I'm just saying. Like, I'm going to hell for thinking about it. Like, because they did mention. I think in the TV show there were instances. Wasn't there like a a young, like a really there, young teenager there was a kid. immortal? There was a kid that actually tried to kill Duncan by convincing him that he was innocent, and it turned out he was close to three hundred years old. Yeah. He'd been using his innocence to get close to other immortals, and when they would sleep, he would kill them. Yep. And he tried to do that to Duncan twice and got interrupted. That's savage. That's yeah, savage. I remember that. Move that little motherfucker's melon. Because well, that's a lot like um like the um the to make interview with the whole thing. Yeah. Shot. So I mean, there's no now. plot. Immortals can't have kids. There can be only one. Blah blah. The world's gone to shit. Group of immortals is looking for the source, wakes the guardian. The guardian kills a bunch of people. They go find the source. Duncan ends up getting it. It turns out he can have a kid. The end. That's the whole movie. Huh. Turns out he can have a kid because of passing the source's task. But yeah. Yeah. They find they do find the source, and the source does do something. It allows them to break one rule of the you know, of the two rules that immortals have. Which well, I mean they have more than that. Well, the Immortals I mean, have several rules, but they yeah, only okay, go I'm, over a couple of them. Let me just put this out there. Now, did it allow Duncan to have a kid, or did it make him mortal so he could have a kid? Um, I think he's still immortal. I'd like to point out the end of a good Highlander movie. <laughs> sure. Where um, at the end of the original Highlander film, Connor wins the prize after defeating the Kurrigan. Right? Yes. The prize gives him the ability to hear what anyone is thinking on the planet, and he intends on using this to help world leaders understand one another to achieve world peace. But it also makes him mortal, which means he can have children, he can live and grow old. That was the prize. That was the whole point. And by the by, that was supposed to be the only Highlander movie ever made. They didn't know that the series was going to do as well as it did. So the whole film was written as a standalone movie. I do know. It was yeah. never meant to have fucking Buku sequels and shit or a TV series. TV I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I'm bummed that the TV series exists because it was fun. I'm not saying all the sequels are garbage, just most of them. Um, but I, what got I will... Got anything? Because, I mean, you are looking down. I'm wondering if you're checking notes or something. No. No, I think we covered pretty much everything I had. Yeah, I think um, this is going to end up... I'm not going to lie, this will probably end up one of our shorter ones. Only because you won't let me read the synopsis. No, <laughs> you post it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, that, yep, you can, you can description that one. That's, I watched... Oh, there was a... Okay, no, so, this, no that, I'm not putting the whole damn thing in the fucking description. That's just entirely too much. I will write a description for you, but I am not putting this... whole Because it's like three pages. I'm not doing that to our listeners. Now you wanted to do it to us. Yeah, because there. you fucking made me watch this garbage. <laughs> so uh, there was two thing, two other scenes. The one was when they try to get into the monastery, and they don't realize the the wife is there until she like gets inside. I was like, she sneaks in. I, I was that really sneaking. I mean, it was right in front of them, and she climbed this wall, and they didn't notice her until she's like all the way up top and actually inside. I was like, that's weird. Something I thought was really weird about that, right? So they're trying to get into this monastery. The the head of this what Giovanni calls an heretical cult, which that's not even proper English, but 
So they're trying to get into this monastery to find out more about the source, right? And they're turned away. Well, then Anna shows up. Duncan crashes a fucking truck into a building to, to get to her. And then suddenly, because she's there, they're all allowed in. Like, the fuck, Batman? <laughs> well, uh, the, the chained-up immortal knew the progression of events that was required for the source. <laughs> he wasn't going to talk to him until she showed up, because she's the conduit. Yeah, it does make sense, John. In, yeah, in a yeah, shitty way, too it makes sense. About that one. The least he could have done was said, hey, look, go bring this bitch. Yeah. No, no. The other thing was, um, no, like Katie he... just said, "Are you talking about the fat blue dude that looks like that <laughs> fat guy from Blade?" <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Hello, Pearl. No, <laughs> <Hello>, Pearl. <laughs> so, um, when they're outside, and they're in the monastery talking, and the one guy's out there with the watcher, and then they see something, and they say, "Well, that's a fast bird, or one fast bird." I'm like. Yep. That's still a man-shaped bird. Shouldn't you be a little more worried than I mean that you're just you're like, whatever, that's a pretty fast bird. Speaking of man-shaped birds, Mike, say it. Say it, because you pointed it out earlier and I saw it and say it. Because no. you're you're hyping it, do it. Can but. he fucking fly? <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, Aaron, uh, during well, yeah, during the forest, when they're running from the cannibals and you keep seeing the Guardian, at one point, you literally see his legs cruise across the top of the screen. Arc, like he jumped. Dude just <laughs> hovers across. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I had to reverse the movie. I'm like, did this dude, hon, did this dude just fly? And he, like, yes. he actually he stops flew. the movie, reels it back, brings Katie over to watch the screen, and she's like, yeah, he's flying. <laughs> I'll go back and get the timestamp for it if and, I have to, but it is dumb. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you're going to tell me the Guardian can fly, all right, fine. I'll buy that he can fly. But can you show what? me that somewhere and make it part of his base power set so I'm not confused when I see it? Like, I mean, at least that explained how he's able to keep up with them when, I mean, he's, I mean, just being fast and running fast isn't going to be enough to keep up with vehicles and boats and stuff like that. I mean, I'd love to see this dude swim. Because obviously he had to get to that island somehow. Oh, yeah. No, if it's a no-wake zone, he's fucked. <laughs> I mean, if <laughs> yeah. unless he's the Flash and he can just run across the top of the water. I, I mean, I, I guess it was trying to say that he was that fast. Well, here. All right. When it comes to suspension of disbelief, I'm willing to suspend a lot of disbelief when it, when it comes to these things. If you told me that the Guardian is just wherever he needs to be, and he can just appear places. I will accept that. I will accept that because that makes him an unstoppable supernatural force. And that's terrifying. I'll accept him being kind of corny and making bad queen puns. Because they're referencing queen. And queen is integrally tied to Highlander. I'll take it. Sure. I don't like the shitty queen covers. Because I'm a fan of queen. And I find that offensive. I didn't mind them. I didn't seem like they were that bad. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you really wouldn't. You know, you remember what what was the um what was the the thing we were reviewing that I set you off and you were like screaming 
fuck you at the top. What was because I feel like this is me at the opposite end of that spectrum. I just want to scream at you, fuck you, Aaron. Everything about this is garbage and I hate you. Oh, so that was um I don't even remember. It was something. It was a couple episodes ago. I think we were reviewing another film. We were. Yeah, and it was some premise. And then I said that. Oh, it was the Suicide Squad review. Oh, and that that they didn't have to be the first mission with them. And it was something along those lines. Yeah. Because I I was insinuating that it was a sequel, and you were like, it's a reboot, and fuck you, and all. It was great. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a sequel. I mean, It it could stand as a reboot. It was one of the best moments in, in this podcast history. I can't wait for our listeners to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, well, in um, any case, Highlander the Source was the best movie ever. Oh, dear God. Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, so you can say that because I know for a fact you don't believe it. I don't I, think it was as bad as you guys thought it was. It's not even like, okay, it's not the best Highlander film. Let alone the best film ever. <laughs> Even, True, okay. but I don't... Okay, so I thought Highlander 2 was worse than Highlander the Source. Because Highlander the Source played to its source material and felt like what the source material was. Highlander 2 was such a departure from the original Highlander and they just changed so much of it that I felt that that made that one worse. Highlander 2, okay, because like I said, I am a Highlander fan. I have seen all the Highlander films. Um, I, I have this to say. Highlander 2 was trying to be a direct sequel to the Highlander. As such, they started off with an old-ass mortal, Connor McLeod, who had used the prize to try and initiate world peace. And it only kind of worked. Um, he mistakenly found himself immortal again and somehow got to be a lot younger. Because like when you first see McLeod in Highlander 2, he's like wicked old. Yeah, like he, he went to an opera or something and he's reminiscent. And for some reason he knows where all the immortals came from and they're like aliens from another planet or some shit and they get banished to Earth. It, the Highlander 2 has its own problems. But Highlander 2 was trying to be a sequel to the first film. The other sequels following Highlander 2 divorced themselves from the original movie to a great degree. Highlander The Final Dimension has almost nothing to do with Highlander 1, with the exception of Christopher Lambert as Connor McLeod. I think that makes sense because the first Highlander obviously was meant to be a standalone. So trying to tie in too deeply into the standalone and you're going to hit consistency problems. Which is what happened. Which is why a lot they of They tried fans... to retcon so much in the Highlander 2 one. And yeah, they, that, that was such a departure from the original Highlander, and they tried to tie it so, so much together that it was very sour tasting, watching the whole movie. Mm, yeah. But Highlander the Source felt like the TV show. I was like, I mean, I didn't feel... I mean, obviously, it still wasn't that good. The graphics weren't that great no. on the special effects. And I wasn't a big fan of like the whole bad guy singing the parts and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it felt like the TV show to me. 
And so but, I was like, well, it's not that bad. And then I, what I saw there is a possibility that um, you've seen the movies and you're more familiar with the movies, but the TV show ran for like four years. Yeah, and obviously the series while. is going to evolve over that amount of time and change from the original source material. Oh, there are some things that the, the series did really well. I like I like the Watcher organization. I can get behind that. A group of pe- a group of mortals that spend their lives watching and cataloging the game, the immortals and the heads that they take. It would make sense that there be a, a brotherhood of sorts that would sit back and watch this and catalog who has what strength, so that they know who's likely to win the game. I. I I like that as a concept. There are things that the show did really well. It, it explained a lot of things that go over the, the series a lot more. And I, I liked it. I like this. I like the show. This movie makes me want to vomit. Yeah, not, not in that sort of like feel better afterwards way. Like you've been drinking too much and you got to get something out of you and maybe get a glass of water. no, this makes me like violently ill. Like, and the look of satisfaction on your face is upsetting to me. One second, trying to get it. Your second one, one hour, one minute, five seconds in. You see this dude cruise across the screen. He oh. actually, he actually was, he was looking for the timestamp. Okay, yeah, hold on, hold on. The timestamp of the weird flying. I don't know if you bit. can actually see. Let me see. Get a better top of the screen. Yeah, there's. It's just, just like cruise. He's not even like his toes aren't even pointed. He's like flat footed, just sliding across the top of the screen. You get what I mean? Like it didn't make any sense. It's and the so next weird. Scene is this guy just running? But okay, so I guess I guess since um since we're at that portion of the of the film, right, or at that portion of the podcast, I'll ask the um I'll ask the quintessential question. What would you do to this movie to make it better? Mike, you go first. Well, how about, how about, how about I, how I put a question out there? Because you've, you've gone through a brief synapsis, not yours, brief synapsis. <laughs> uh, no, what is your favorite part to this movie? My favorite part to this movie. Was that, um, was that the saying part? Did you? I like. Was that your favorite part? Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I I did think that was a cool line. I, I honestly, if if the guardian's meant to be our villain, and that's his that's his intro line, I'll take that. I do think that was kind of a wasted line. If it's the only time he says it, it's right at the beginning of the movie. It would have been great as uh as an end, like maybe he's got Duncan on the ropes or whatever, and the fight's about to be over, and right before he takes his head, he says it, but because he takes too long, like Duncan gets a stab in on his gut and then takes his head or something like that, that would have been cool. I'd have took that. That turnaround actually happens a couple of times in the uh, TV series. Just oh, yeah. Out there. It would have been uh, better Aaron? than fucking corkscrewing him into the ground, though. <laughs> True. Aaron? Hmm. How about I? How about I define it a little easier? Favorite moment of the movie it doesn't have to be a whole scene. Just favorite moment. Um, I'm gonna tell you, I have two. I'm gonna think about it while he gives his answer. I think probably the parts, the montage was kind of neat. I guess 
Um, them getting everything together when they were on the docks? Yeah, because, I mean, like, other than that, I mean, there wasn't really anything just, that good. At, I mean, like, just... Too much, too much drippy cheese over the rest of it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, even the montage thing was kind of, like, out of place. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll give you my favorite part. It was when... They all get to the dock. Hey, we're not going to let this happen. Instead of giving the only mortal in your group the gun, then having the four immortals go handle the problem, let's leave her back there unarmed and go forward with this attack. Yes. Let's leave the only one that can show us where the fuck to go that's mortal alone. Yes. I Some of the most not grabbed. Some of the most unimmortal ass shit I've ever seen, by the by. A lot of a lot of gunfire and a lot of fighting with sticks and <laughs> I just that was that was just one. Okay, you know, you got another one, go for it. Oh yeah, but it has to be the last one because we're all gonna agree to this one. Trust okay. me. 100%. The one, the one scene that I I really enjoyed in the film, right? Which I mean, I guess I do. I do like when the guardian does his his whole fight thing. Uh, honestly, I think those were the scenes I enjoyed. The characters are ham. There are parts of him that I really couldn't stand. The queen quotes being one of them. But I did enjoy his fight scenes. Any time that he cross blades with Duncan, I thought was entertaining. Anytime he so fought, so long as they didn't do a lot of the speed up stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. the the final fight in in the film. Right. Aside from the way that it ended, I thought was kind of a cool fight. Just not a okay. fan of the whole speeding thing that he was doing. Yeah, but I mean, I mean if you take if you take that out of it, right? If you take then yeah, take fine. Up I mean, it's super fights. Who could be who could be wrong for going it's, like those? Solidly, it's solidly choreographed. The fight scenes in the film are solidly choreographed. If I had to say one positive thing about this movie, it's that. And I mean, okay. that's something that you'd see in the. Um, in the TV show as well. They always were very well choreographed uh, for the sword fighting. So my, my second favorite part, and all of us are going to agree to this, the fact that the movie fucking ended. <laughs> Jesus, oh, yeah. I couldn't go fast oh. enough. <laughs> oh, sweet God. <laughs> you can't say anything you disagree. That fucking movie hurts. 87 minutes of my life I will never get back. Dude, I'm watching it a second time. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? No, that's and not so fair. next week, folks, we'll review the source again after we watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. Got a synopsis. I'll just post it. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, to report John has committed suicide with the source disc. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. But as as a final as a final thought, right, um, listeners. If you're fans of the Highlander TV series, you might enjoy this movie. Probably not, but you might. Um, <laughs> if you want to check it out for yourself, you can find it online. It's available for free on Amazon Prime if you happen to have Prime. That's um, for now. We don't know how long that will yeah, last either. I don't know how long that's going to carry on for, for what it's worth. But I would urge you as a Highlander fan and as a fan of... of fantasy films in general watch the first film it's the best one like just appreciate the highlander and enjoy it for what it is the best because... thing to say for it is if you're a fan of the highlander tv show then the highlander the source might not be the worst highlander movie 
that has been made. And that's that's about it. Because in that case, it might be Highlander 2. <laughs> Basically, every Highlander sequel is garbage um, to varying degrees. Sort of like the Crow films, where each sequel became less oh, and God. less watchable. But okay. I, I, if we're going to do that, I'd like to talk about those closer to Halloween. So. Starship yeah. Troopers. I mean, all those direct-to-DVD sequels weren't really anything. Oh, my God. Those are brutal. I mean, the first one made some sense. The rest of them were just... The first one was I, call good. A, I would call them a dumpster fire, but that's kind of an insult to a dumpster fire. Yeah, well, at all least right, the dumpster is. fire is warm and sheds light. We'll get another month before we start doing the October podcasts. October first. Does that mean the we Halloween have to do every one ones. of them with? Does that mean we have to do at least me and John have to do every October one with a drink in our hand? I absolutely will do that if that's like if it's an excuse to drink, I'll take it. <laughs> I wish I would have been drinking when we did this review. Like if I were hammered, I would care a lot less. <laughs> yeah, I doubt you'd be here if you were still hammered. <laughs> we'd set up some rules or whatever. Be like every time. Every time there's cheesy special effects, take a shot or something like that. I'd then John is shit. Cheesy, so. cheesy effects. Can you set up an IV? <laughs> but I just think, I, drinking it. I think we're about at the end. I think we're about ready to table this. Um, but I did. I did want to know if you guys could improve the movie. How would you do it? Well. Honestly, if they broke the budget down a little bit, instead of dropping so much on those first few scenes where it's Anna and Duncan in this post-apocalyptic, they would have cut back on how much damage there was to show that it was starting to collapse. Yeah. And then, you know, there's chaos here, a little chaos there, a little destruction here. They could have spaced it all over the place. It would have made more sense. But... Just making it look like wherever I don't, I don't even know where was Duncan when he started this movie. Did he even know? I think was he was in Chicago or Detroit, or I thought it was somewhere. It would be Detroit. No, that that's just how Detroit looks all the time. <laughs> no, come on, that's in not even possible. The crow shows it at a dilapidated mess. A fucking RoboCop shows it a dilapidated mess. Come on. Every Detroit movie cannot be a dilapidated mess, okay? Well, you got to think it's, you know, it's not it's not the movies in that case. It's <laughs> just like, you know, if if all of your, you know, if if all of your movies are indicating a particular thing, maybe it's not the movies. <laughs> Don't make me place. go out there and throw a rock at Detroit and get them get them pissed off at you, okay? <laughs> Detroit native, fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> um, so anyway. for me, I think Better special effects, better set dressings. Um, like, you know, if the environment was set for the rest of it, I think that might have been better there. Um, I mean, more interaction. Like, if... if Less more jumping. explanation about the whole cannibal biker mm. gang. I mean, I, 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 we came up with a kind of good theory for what happened with them. But maybe if they would have done a little bit more exposition to explain that, well... Maybe that might have helped. I mean, either on an island with something, as a biker yeah. gang, it's still yeah. It's and then um, a different ending. The whole the sources Duncan's magical baby makers. I'm not a pretty <laughs> big fan of that. 
You you love that as as a tagline. I think that should be the tagline. Yes. The <laughs> yeah. I like that as as a tagline, but I do not like the fact that that was the ending to that movie. Highlander yeah. the Source colon Duncan's Magical Baby Maker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when when I edit it and post it, feel free to throw that into the description. Um but by by the by, um what I think could be done to I think the biggest issue this film has is its budget being misappropriated. I think Mike is very much in the right to say that they spent a lot of money on those first few set pieces. Um, I think that the the visuals take me out of the experience a lot. Like, if we're meant to believe that this is a post-apocalyptic world, then show me, show me post-apocalypse. Show me, you know, a lack of resources. Show me, you know, difficulty getting power to things. Like, we have this network of immortals, you know, Mythos, Giovanni, and this Reggie kid. You know, they're all, you know, using this super involved technology. If it's really a post-apocalypse, then they should have trouble powering that. They should have trouble getting in contact with each other regularly. You know, get rid of the cannibals. First off, the, the the cannibal bikers, just get rid of those altogether. Replace them well, with. Well, they needed else. some bulk antagonists um, because they can't always be fighting the guardian because of okay, well, until the end he's too powerful. How how's this for for bulk antagonists then? Okay, if we're gonna go with the argument that the source and proximity to the source makes mortals crazy, then let's just say instead of having a group of cannibal bikers. Let's make the island inhabited and make the inhabitants of the island cuckoo because of their proximity to the source. And maybe maybe they're fine until the, the immortals start to get close to the source because then the source starts to act up and then yeah. they kind of like yeah. go I'll take I'll take that. That'd be great. Okay. But then you so, would have had these immortals just killing random innocents and that probably would have messed around with Duncan's perception of well, with the audience's perception of Duncan as this pure individual. Only if Duncan kills anybody. Mm. Consider that consider that there are three other immortals with him. Okay? He doesn't have to actually kill anybody. And knowing that these are innocents and that they're mortals, he doesn't have to kill them to keep them from attacking him. He just has to hamstring them somehow. It's like it's like Terminator in T2, right? He shoots that guy in the leg. He'll live. He's not dead. Well, you I know. mean, movies really make those things out to be like, you know, oh, I got shot in the leg. I'm fine. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> that's oh, usually he's not he's a good thing. Man, these people aren't going to be horribly maimed, okay? But what I am saying his, is... His disability would be to be lopping limbs off, and that's that's Ooh. even worse. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out what it's called, but I found I was watching an anime the other day. So help me God, why did that Skyrim joke come up? I have no idea. Come on. We we the all know it, we all know the Skyrim joke. Yep, the arrow to the literally the the guy is oh I'm you know I'm I'm a chieftain now, but I used to be a guard. Yeah, but I took an arrow to the knee, man. You just you just can't get back out there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Okay, so now we're gonna start putting this in animes? Like what? So argument one, I think we need to lose the biker gang and replace them with civilians. Thank you. Argument number two, keep Duncan's sword. 
Would make sense. It's more iconic. The, the fucking the knives are stupid. I hated them. That was one of my least favorite things about this movie. I did he, like the fact that the, the, the antagonist broke the sword to show, you know, like superiority there. So, that, I mean, but they could have just had the montage be him repairing the sword. Yeah, which they which they've done before, and I'll, I'll admit they're trying to do different stuff, sure. But come on, I mean that could have been an indication of like so, would they really have taken enough time to go fix the sword? I mean that's not. What I was about to say they were on a process. time limit. I don't think they could have fixed the sword in this one. Maybe afterward, but not during this. No, I don't know. I just you're just not a fan of the butterfly swords. I'm not a fan of the butterfly knives, the butterfly swords, whatever. That's that's notwithstanding. Everyone in this chat has agreed that the katana is iconic of Highlander. We're all on the same page with that, which I think is weird considering that Highlanders didn't fight with katanas, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, it's explained in the iconic to the original though. movie, which, yeah. Iconic to the McLeods in general. Do you notice they both wound up with katanas? In spite of the fact that they're both from Scotland? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, Duncan's was gifted to him by a master artisan. And Connor's was gifted to him by Ramirez, who got it from Masamune himself. Arguably a master artisan there. <laughs> who was the father of Ramirez's last wife, Shikiku, a Japanese princess. <laughs> There you go. A father, Masamune, a genius made this for me. It's the only one of its kind. <laughs> I mean, sorry for that horrible John Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, I, for I love those films, but is it possible for me to just hope we cover the RoboCop movies? Is it? I'd be down to cover the RoboCop movies. If no, um... I mean, no, no, because I just found. RoboCop Prime Directives 1, 2, and 3. Oh, you mean the crappy RoboCop movies? You don't want to cover yeah. the good ones. <laughs> like, the first three... The, the three that everybody knows of, technically there's four. <laughs> Start there. There's technically four. Oh, that, that PG-13 monstrosity didn't happen. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants it to, but it exists. We're going to ignore that one. Because these are that much more trashy than they are. <laughs> well, you Prime heard of it... Is that what you said? Dark Justice. What is the other one? Dark Justice is one. Resurrection is. Where is it? Meltdown is two. Resurrection is three. Look forward to shitty RoboCop movie reviews. I'm going to need like a little bit because I because I think we we did this bad movie. We did another bad movie not too long ago, and I'm getting a little burned out on bad movies. Oh no! I, I probably, <laughs> these, these three have to be done in one lump because they're only like 90 minutes. We could we can cram these in a week. And then just do oh, you want you want to do all fine, three of them? It ain't being next week, is what I'm saying. Oh, no, 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 like two months I agree. Ago. No, I agree. <laughs> I am not doing another shitty movie this fast. <laughs> Fuck him! He made me watch this. <laughs> you made both of them. No, what I said was I'd rather watch Highlander two than the Source, and he chose the one he knew I would hate. <laughs> so fuck him. 
I thought that there was more good discussion involved with this one because of the whole direct to TV. Well, because of its references to the TV adaptations versus. I think, I think that we're fair enough to do, um, you know, first off, we're, we're about to table this, but I think that we're fair enough to discuss that we're going to do a few more, a few more reviews on made for TV movies, I think are, are coming up in the future because there is discussion to be had about a made-for-TV film versus a theatrical release. Well, and also, because The Highlander is an interesting aspect in that, and that it's it has theatrical release movies and a TV show and made-for-TV movies. So it gives us a nice scope that we can see, yeah. And I, I mean, you don't, there's not a lot of other ones that have that, really. No. Well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I guess. Did it? No, yeah, no, no made-for-TV movie, though. I did love that movie, though. I like the movie the original more. movie plus the, t- the TV show. And I could did. you imagine the made-for-TV no. movie that would have occurred at the end of Buffy the TV show? It would have been so different than the, the original movie. Stuart Head's in it. <laughs> Give me more Giles. <laughs> <laughs> The did do two spinoffs, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, but a more TV show spinoffs. Angel and um, was didn't Spike get one too? Uh, maybe I think. No, Spike ended it. Oh. He, he went into the Angel one, I think. That he crossed. He came over into the Angel, Angel one. Yeah. All right. Well. We'll talk more about that next time. I think for now we're we're about At some time, hold not on. necessarily next time. Katie's asking if YouTube Shorts count. Do YouTube Shorts count? Like for what? Count for, for reviews? What? Because there's people who have done like the missing parts that you wouldn't think of from Harry Potter and from the Twilight series. Oh, so you're talking fan fiction movies. Yeah, but they're actually really good. The shorts that they have on YouTube, Uh, like it's a whole real uh, crew. They're going to run the gamut, right? I mean, they're fan fiction. I'm not going to lie. Just like any fan fiction, it's going to be... I have seen seen one that was made for Predator. Fucking great. I hate you so much right now. Just blowing a lead, uh, blowing a gasket. We're not going to say anything because we'll we'll leave it to the audience to see if he if we know where 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 John is losing his shit right now. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I'm so full of hate and rage. <laughs> with, so full of hate and rage with no outlet. That's just that's just John in a nutshell. Impotent <laughs> rage. So much and so much impotent rage. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's let's gratify. We might actually hold this back for a two week period like we have the last couple. We're trying to build up a few so so we do have some reserves. Yeah, this month is we gonna be a busy month for some of us. Year. So yeah, there's gonna be a couple of weeks where we're gonna be and, uh, um, not uploading. So we might try and do some recordings and some off time so that we can try and keep up with that. <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. For sure. But I mean, we'll probably time. still release them someday. So. Until, Until next time, time I think it's time to table this. <laughs>